Hi, I'm Dan Cottrell, editor of Rugby Coach Weekly. You're about to jump into one of our podcasts. If you want to find out more about this podcast and also all of the great content, drills, activities, games and advice on the website, then go over to www.rugbycoachweekly.net. I hope you enjoy the podcast. It was a great team, um, had great players, but like some some of the stuff off the field, some of the stuff on the field wasn't. And I think that that kind of prevented us from getting to that next level of success that we are now seeing with the culture that we have. Rugby Coach Weekly presents The Coaching Knife, where we cut to the root, cut out the fluff, and challenge the masters of their domain to cut to the chase. Welcome to The Coaching Knife, when we cut to the root of the matter. In this episode, we speak to Dustin Steedman, head coach of Davenport University Men's Rugby Team. Focusing on why culture matters, we're going to cut to the root on developing culture in an organization. Dustin, you ready for the knife? I'm absolutely ready. What do you mean by culture? You know, culture, it's... it's it's what it's what it's what the organization is about. It's what's where the the direction the organization is going, how the people within the organization act. So, but surely direction is uh, in your aims and objectives. It's not culture. But, but it is the direction because the culture is going to. Def- it kind of defines that. It, it points you in the right direction. It, it 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 it's everything that you that you do that gets you to your final goal, and that's that. that so we have a, we might have an aim. So why why would the culture make you get there more effectively than just knowing the aim? Well, because you, you you've got to have a set of rules that is going to push you, or it's it's always going to direct you. If you just go through it willy nilly, then you don't have you don't have a way to get there. It's not there's no there's no map to get to where you want to end up at. So culture is a set of rules, values. Right. There's a set of values that. Uh, how your organization is going to behave and how it's where where where, where it's going to how it's going to behave in, in all areas on and off the field. You know who who are we going to embody? Well, and when we embody this off the field, it also shows on the field. It's yeah. When you've come to you, you come here with a lot of experience in rugby, and obviously you've experienced lots of different cultures. What shaped your thinking on what a culture should look like? So uh, probably. It's, it, interestingly enough, I just, I didn't learn about how important culture was until I started coaching at Davenport. To, not to get too far into the doldrums, but when I first started coaching, I started as an assistant coach there, and the, the culture was I want to say the culture is lacking. There was a culture, but it was a culture to be desired. It was a great team, um, had great players, um, but like some some of the stuff off the field, some of the stuff on the field wasn't, and I think that that kind of prevented us from getting to that next level of success that we are now seeing with the culture that we have. Give me some examples of those reasons why it was not allowing you to move forward. Because the, it had a ceiling. The, 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 the culture was that the egos outweighed the, the gameplay. You know, like there's, we had the egos like, hey, I'm good enough. I'm so good that I don't have to do these things. And so that prevented us from cracking through the ceiling that goes, you know what, it's actually it's a little more unselfish than your ego is. Do you have in your mind an ideal culture or is it something more to do with in the moment what the team's like? Both. (laughs) (laughs) You're allowed to go with both. (laughs) Both. I mean because the 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 culture should it should reflect immediately. It should be in that in that in that moment. But it, it ideally 
for me, that culture is everybody can be who themselves. They can be comfortable in being an individual, but they're also as it being that within the core values that you set up within your within your organization or with the values that you have. Now you're saying core values. Yes. Who comes up with the core values? So on our team, um, I, I leave that up to the players. Um, and when I say I leave that up, it's a very directed um, type of uh, conversation. Um, What's directed conversation? So we'll just we'll just get into a room, and then um, so when we is that everybody? Team. Yep, everybody, everybody, everybody in the team, everybody in the organization, as far as uh, head coach, assistant coaches, How many team captains, is that? Uh, roughly 48, 48 people. I'm thinking that's a hell of a lot of people to come up with six six points. How mm-hmm. on earth do you get there? It, it, sometimes it takes a minute. Um, uh, honestly, once you well. For us, once we once we came up with our initial six, we just kind of morph those from year to year into okay, this worked well for us, or we need to get a little bit more intricate on this. But generally, the way that we did a um, the first year that we did that, we went away to leadership camp, uh, we did some team building activities, and then in the evening time we just locked ourselves in a room, and then we just started writing stuff on a board, and we came up with roughly thirty different things, and then we. Then we just went down and talked about this one. And then everybody everybody chimed in and you got people that weren't chiming in. I'd make sure I called on them to get their opinion because I want everybody to have because it, it, it's important everybody has a say. And because if they don't have a say, then they don't get they don't own the ultimate core values. I'm thinking about them being locked in this room. Yes. What did that actually look like? Was there uh, you standing at the front and them shouting things in, or was there a different format? Well, so the format was when we did our team building activities during the day. I had um, my assistant coaches had a group of everybody. I had a group of people. So we kind of just worked into our groups. So basically when we came up with this list is as groups, we sat and had a conversation in small groups. And then... How small is a small group? Uh, well, it was five divided by 45. So yeah, I'm just thinking... Of, <laughs> of the, okay, so it was obviously the number of coaches dictate how the, the group was. Right. Uh, within a group, then you've got maybe just thinking about the math. We call it math. You call it math. Um, <laughs> you've got about nine or ten players in the group. Yep. How would you? How confident you are that everyone was allowed to express themselves, uh, have a voice? Fairly, I'm fairly confident because I mean, it's just were, were your were your coaches trained or prepared? For those meetings beforehand, we don't really no training, but we definitely have conversations. So you make sure that the guys are quiet, or you're, you're calling on them. You want to hear from those guys. We want to kind of bring them out. The freshmen, you know, they're they're you know they're they're intimidated by the seniors, and you know they're they're new to the program. They're they're afraid to say anything. How do make you, sure how you, you get over them. that? Then, so a lot of people will be listening and thinking, I can have a group of nine or ten. I mean, before you've established a coach, once you've got a coach, they're probably more comfortable to speak, and inevitably. The more uh, vociferous, more confident players will have their say. Mm-hmm. How are you going to help that come out from developing a culture, given that they haven't necessarily got that listening culture in the first place? You're saying the the, the guys are a little bit more shy in yeah. that in that scenario. I just I just call them, talk to them, say hey, if, if they're if they're starting to like they're, they're like don't call on me, I'm going to call on you. I even there's. There's a key word today or key, you know, points to keep talking about vulnerability. We're big on that as well. Like, you got to make yourself uncomfortable. I want to hear from you. I want to know, you know, so it, it, whatever you have to say, it doesn't, we're not looking for anything that's got to be overly antiquated, overly philosophical. Just give me a one word answer. And then 
as you and as they respond to that and you give them that approval look like okay that's a good that's a good response then they start then they they, they know that it's okay for me to talk it's like I'm not being judged because that's really where shyness comes from is the fear of being judged so they start they start to overcome that fear of being judged and you know, then all of a sudden that con- like they say something and a conversation spurs from that comment and all of a sudden they blade up like, hey, I brought something up that everybody wants to talk about. And then all of a sudden, you know, you found a leader that you didn't know you had. <laughs> Which is fantastic. And it's often uh, the process of doing these uh, team building and um, eventually coming up with six values. Yeah. The process is almost more important than the actual uh, the values. Absolutely. Such a bonding process, bonding. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're learning who each other are. It's fantastic. Uh, a little bit interested um, to discover a bit more about vulnerability. Just saying to somebody, it's okay to be vulnerable, isn't always going to flick the switch. What else could you do just to help that person maybe express themselves? And, and we're saying not everybody is able to express themselves and find the right words. They don't necessarily have that confidence. It's a tough uh, job. You're going to have to come up with some... So, I mean, I... I it, I, I was just big on leading by example. I mean, I, if if I'm not really, if I'm if if, I, if I'm going to go out there with my facade and have this big ego, then my team's going to do that. But if I'm able to break down and go, you know what? And I, and I tell my team sometimes I'm not the most confident in the skill that we're doing. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm here. Here's what I did today, and you know, work with me on this one, guys. And your input's more. Well, let's find a way to make this work. I don't have to be, and that's kind of the way I position myself. I don't have to be the professional. In this situation here, this is a vulnerable situation for me. I'm not the, I, I'll tell you, I'm not the best in front of, in communicating in front of people, but I want to challenge myself. I want to be in that. And I find if I'm making myself vulnerable, my players will make themselves vulnerable because it's like, it's okay. It's a way we don't have to be perfect. And if I set that example, they'll do that. Obviously we, in, we work as a family. So they, you know, like if, if somebody has a, a situation going on, like, you know, I'll talk to a player and, you know, do, do you mind if I share this? Or, you know, if, if something happened, like say, for God forbid, they had a family member that got sick mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, I'll talk about it in front of, you know, Hey, like and this guy needs some support guys. Like let's mm-hmm. make sure and kind of help. So I just want to go back and something you said, which I think is really important. We mustn't lose that is that you said, do you mind if I share this? And it yeah. just gives them that chance because not everybody wants to uh, yeah. say things are going wrong. Uh, other people find it uh, it's really helpful. Now, you've got 40-odd um, opinions mm-hmm. and you're going to have six values at the end. Were there any moments where someone said, I don't think that's important for us? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, there, there, there are a few moments. I can't remember the exact, the exact uh, one, but it... So, as you can imagine, you know, when you're you're in a room and then you've done physical t- team building type activities all day long and then the night starts to drag on, like towards the end, people are starting to get a little bit frustrated. Yeah. They just want this thing to be over with. But it's, re- it's actually it gives me goosebumps thinking about it because it was it, it made it a heartfelt conversation. There were, were a couple words that came up and some guys just adamant, like, no. No, that like that's redundant, or we don't need to do that because that, that's already you know. And so yeah, there. It, it, but the conversation, like, still like, even though everybody was tired of being there, the conversation still happened. You know, a lot of times people are like, all right, like, let's just all go agree. We're just going to agree. We're just going to agree. And it was just to me. I, I it was. I just walked out of there just smiling like that was a success. Yeah, fantastic event. Came out with six the six uh, core values. What happens next? 
Well, then we take those and we, we take them into, uh, type them up. And I get, uh, laminate some, laminate some, uh, signs. They post them all over the locker room. And I, when post I post them all over the locker room, what, why is that effective? Just, it's just a reminder. I'm, I, I like that. Um, I'm trying to think of the word. Just a, a secondary recall, yeah. you know, just that you, you, you see it. You don't necessarily, maybe you didn't read it and comprehend it, but you saw it. Mm-hmm. So like all of a sudden it just comes out of the back of your mind. Like, no, nope, I, I, this is the way I'm supposed to be doing this or this is what we're trying to do. Like I, we're going to, I'm not working hard enough. Like what's one of our, one of our core values is to find work, you know, no matter what we're doing, we're going to find work. Well, that's, that's my favorite. So mm-hmm. it's posted everywhere, you know, and, you know, hopefully that when they're, when they're standing on the field and they're getting a little bit lazy on the field, like that clicks like, oh wait, I'm supposed to be finding some work to do right now. I know there's nothing to do, but if I look for it, I will find something to do. You know, hopefully that comes out. Once, uh, once you get going and maybe you start to spot or maybe there's a different uh, process or mechanic, you start to spot that the values aren't being lived. What happens? So we go through those values, and we also, as a team, have a c- accountability for those things. So, What um, is accountability? Accountability is like we're, gonna, we're holding you to our values. We're, we're so when I hold you. someone to their values, what, what am I doing? How is that working? I, I'm making sure, like, if you're falling off, if you're not towing the line, or you're not, a, you're not stepping above that line, or you're falling below it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, hey, you're not holding above it. Now, the way we, we say stay above the line, that's, that's how we, we communicate that. Instead of having an argument with somebody, in, in, you know, who's this guy? Whoever, player, player. So I, don't, I want to take that out. I want to take the arguments out of the whole situation. It's just like if somebody's out there and let's say um, coach is talking and the player's talking at the same time. And a player goes, hey, get above the line. The player's like, oh, like what? Oh, coach is talking. You know, it's just instead of having to explain it and like, no, F you, man, no, F you. And like, it's just like, hey, no, I, and, and the idea is like, look in, okay, somebody told me to get above the line. What am I doing? And then that kind of levels everything out. So that's one piece of the accountability without having an actual, yep. per se, negative impact on that or punishment. The other one is like, we have like, like if you're late for practice, you know, accountability. Like if you're if you're a minute late getting to our, our warm up and our plyos, don't even come talk to me. Just knock out fifty burpees. That's just I don't even want. I don't want to know about. I don't. I don't want to know why you were late. I don't know what the reason was. I don't care. You were late. You call me ahead of time. Maybe I'm like, okay, I get your. You get class, so you're, you're gonna be five minutes late. I understand that. But you know, if you're just late because you're you're lollygagging out of the locker room, just knock out fifty burpees and get get into into the warm up. That's the accountability. I'm holding you to our time schedule because it's important that we get all of our work in. Now, uh, this, this draws up an interesting parallel with maybe coaches listening in and uh, you're, you're working with a high performance group uh, who are super fit. Uh, you wouldn't say to um, a coach who's ticking uh, an amateur grassroots under 60 team, the, guy, the boy is late. Doing fifty burpees. Well, I might do a lesser amount, but we'll do something. We'll, right. we'll have. There should you. You got to. There's just got to be a reminder out there, right? Mm-hmm. You do fifty burpees one time, and you're probably not going to be late. And by the way, that holds true anywhere. If we're on, if we're on, we're on the road or traveling around the bus, and you need to be the bus at eight, and you get on the bus, and you're there at eight oh one. We will. You'll do your fifty burpees outside the bus. Uh, <laughs> it only record. happens one time, yeah. more generally. <laughs> just, just for the record, uh, we booked in at eleven thirty, and you were there one minute early. So you, you, <laughs> otherwise, we would be doing the burpees. Right, and, and that, that does hold true. Coaches are late. We do burpees too. Yeah. Like, that's, All right, okay. it's, so it's, that's it's, important. So you're it's across the organization. Yeah. Uh, you said that you had six. You had six when you started. Uh, how often have they changed? Have they ever changed? We review. So beginning of the year, we start them off. Mid-year review, think they need to change. Generally, mid-year, the guys... So there's definitely... It doesn't 
can hold the whole year, you will review it mid-year. How do we, yeah, how do we, how do we do with our core values? And, and, and do they ever change? Because you can have yeah. the mid-year, okay, so give me an example of something that's changed. I mean, so they might not necessarily change, but we might get a little bit more focused in that. How's that? Is that more sense? Yeah, okay, give me an example. So trying to think of a good example on that one. So like, let's say it's, it's the, one of our core values is, is, is find work. All right. And during the beginning of the year, like we were, we were working, you know, locker rooms clean, fields clean, everybody like, you know, everybody's always excited when the season starts. So everybody's up and top net, like all about fitness and getting fit. And then, you know, and then about mid season, that kind of falls off a little bit because the, the shine wears off and burnout starting to set in a little bit. And by the end of the season, that doesn't happen. Well, then I'm like, listen, I'm not sure that we met, met up with those guys. What do you guys think about this? Like, and then we'll just, we'll talk, you know, well, like, let's go look at the locker room, guys. Like, uh, look, you know, and all right. So then let's look at that last, let's look at that last game we played. Like, to be where we work in that full time. So the locker room's not there. tidy. They're doing 50 burpees. Um, we don't do 50 burpees in that s- s- right. scenario, but I, I, I want to point out that we're, that, we're not adhering to our culture. Like our, we need to, we, we need to protect our culture. We need to make sure we're still in there. So what do we need to do to make sure that this is, that this is happening? Do we need to, do we need to become more pointed and do we need to have more accountability? Do we need less accountability? Do we, maybe, maybe this isn't important to you. Having a clean locker room to me is important, but is it important to you? You know, and why is it important to me? Just because it shows we're organized. We're taking care of ourselves. Yeah, we have guys that come clean our locker room, but we want to take care of ourselves. Well, if they don't come clean it and somebody comes in and looks at it, it makes a statement about us. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm probably getting off the no, no, topic. No, no, no. I, I want to be, I want to, I want to have that look. I want to be, like, we, we take care of ourselves. You know, we're, we don't wait for people to take care of us. That's interesting that you said uh, we take care of ourselves. So where's the culture focus? Is it co- focused on the person? Is it focused on rugby? Is it focused on being a rugby club? Is it focused on being a student? What, where, where is the angle on your culture? All of the above. Uh, you, you sat in my session, so I just talked about culture and attitude. So mm-hmm. attitude is more of the individual basis. So your attitude towards your school, your, like we, you got number one, you got to be eligible to play. So that's first and foremost. But do we want to just be average and and just be just barely be eligible to play and and if we're just barely eligible to play are we as an individual are you really focused on what you're able to do on the field or are you stressed out about school right now well if you stay ahead and do arrive one of our things is arrive early so if we're always arriving early which goes into school means we're getting our homework done early we're doing the things we do early well now we can really focus on practice because we don't have we're not worrying about that studying that we had to do we're not worried about oh i gotta get home and do this homework or mm-hmm. otherwise because i've already I'm, I'm already ahead of the game so in that sense from the individual point that's kind of built into the culture but the individual still got to take care of themselves actively yeah that makes a lot of sense uh, i think i'm interested to know that you are coaching and performing at a certain level and you'll have values for that if you were walked into uh, another club would the values be the same um, even if they weren't such a high performance group, I think it depends. I, I, it depends. So, I mean, in that, I mean, you, you can't just go from here to here. I mean, that's and that's kind of why values so change. from low to top for all those. Who yeah, are I mean, you, you, just having values for your organization that your organization that I mean that that's getting to the top, right? Mm-hmm. Now they might not need to be like, hey, we're gonna sweep our lock, sweep a locker room out. You might not have a locker room to sweep mm-hmm. out. 
But, but just having those values, I think I personally think that's what takes you to that high performance level. Now, again, you might not start at this high level. You might this year we start here and create these values. Okay, well we can get better. We don't. Okay, we don't drink beer after every single game. That's not where we're, 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 we want to be high performance. So we're going to change that. And go. Okay, well, all right, guys, you can only have three beers. At, we, we have a culture that you only have three beers after the game, and then actually go. You know what? We don't really want. We don't drink during the season. We, that's not what we do, and so that and maybe maybe that's something you have to build. Depends on what your culture starts at, but you want to you can slowly improve those, and then the organization is involved, and the organization being the players and the coaches are going, oh, that made us better. How can we get better? And then and that's what the culture does. It just slowly gets better. Hopefully, it gets better and better if you maintain that that upward growth. It can equally go down the bottom too if you don't don't uphold that. That culture can usually all of a sudden you, that three beers becomes twenty beers, and people are running naked in the streets tomorrow. Like you don't want that to happen. <laughs> certainly, certainly don't. Uh, so I really like the idea that it's dynamic, it's organic, it is uh, it's suitable for the people in front of you. It's ever evolving. Yeah, it's always evolving. always evolving. It's 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 it, 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 organization. It's it, it, from a biological science. It's, it's an organization. Like it's 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 a, it's a body that just it, it, it always evolves into something different. It's always it's coaching, right? It's always changing. Just like just like the game of rugby, it's on the field. It's all there's not one picture that you see that's always consistent. It's always changing. It's always evolving. Brilliant. Right. We really enjoyed that. So Dustin, uh, amongst many other coaching roles, a former coach with the uh, Michigan College Select Men's team and the women's team. So plenty of uh, coaching experiences to come up with all these values. <laughs> so his philosophy is, and I, you know, I'm pretty certain this is going to be your values as well. So find work, always compete, win the competition with oneself, apply pressure on defense, play position, win your territory game. Yes. So that's a, that's obviously very much a rugby orientated philosophy, and uh, I think we also get a pretty good idea of the way that you positively want to impact on these with these players as well. So I think that comes from underneath. So we're going to finish uh, with some quick five questions, but just before we do that, if people want to uh, contact you to find out more, what's the best way? You can email me at uh, dsteedman d s t e e d m a n at davenport.edu. Um, that's probably the best way. Or you can find me on uh, you can find me on Facebook or um, the Davenport University Rugby site. Okay, excellent. Um, right, finish with some quick fire questions. How old are you? Forty seven. Forty seven. Just turned January eleventh. Yeah. Okay, so don't look a day over forty six. Right. What coaching book is by your bedside? Right now is Legacy. All right. So we then, talked about sweeping the sheds a bit. Yeah, there. yeah. That's Legacy. And then um, I don't remember the name of the book, uh, but I just I, I just did the uh, Eddie Jones Audible book uh, on my drive. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many people say Eddie Jones. Uh, <laughs> things, right? Which coach teacher are you loving at the moment? Doesn't you know, have to be rugby. Ah, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of his name right now. It's not. I keep on wanting to say Phil Jackson. It's not Phil Jackson because he's a CLC Hawks coach. I think that he's uh, he he embodies that building a culture and making creating individuals. God, I can't think of his name right now. I was just talking about him not too yeah. long ago. That's okay. But we'll, uh, we'll I'll, I'll pop it onto the uh, into the blurb. Right. Which team sport subject would you love to coach at the moment? Obviously, you're coaching rugby, but what else? What team sport? Team or sport or subject would you love to be coaching? Outside of rugby? Yeah. I've coached a lot, but wrestling. I love wrestling, man. Like, it's... it's just, it, it, I love wrestlers on my rugby team too because they, they know how to work hard. That's again one of my core values: find work, work hard, and yeah, wrestling. Who's inspired you most? You know, my mother. 
my mother, she's, uh, she was, I mean, tell you a whole story, but I probably don't have time for that. But she's a single mom, had me at a young age, and has just became this very ultra successful person that's uh, loving and very supportive. And what would you tell your 20-year-old self to do more of? Find work, work hard. <laughs> that would be it. Uh, I mean, I, I did my fair share of uh, lollygagging around my, in my 20s. So find work, work hard, and then things become so much easier later on. Lots of 20 beers. And- yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Dustin, that was brilliant. Really enjoyed that. Thanks very much. Thank you. Appreciate it.